Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 38 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Thank God it is Friday. Don't you love a Friday when it starts with the ranting Weight Watcher? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. We are ready for the weekend. Ready, ready, ready for the weekend. And here we go. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Okay, guys. Another week, another gain. So last week we had gained 2.8 pounds. And that was leading up to the communion. So this point, I would say that this is the aftermath of the communion. And, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of here. When I was when my family got into town, I made some risque choices. I don't really t- do dessert during the week, and there was a couple of days in that week I had dessert. I don't snack on chips and stuff during the week. If I want chips, it'll be on a Saturday with lunch. But I don't typically do that during the week. And there was a a day during the week that I had chips. And so I made some offhand choices that, you know what, it is what it is. And I came out with last week with a 2.8 gain. And I weighed that when I weighed in last week. It was on the day of the communion. So the communion wasn't even a factor yet, even with the 2.8 gain. So fast forward a week, here we are. Another 2.2 gain this week. So total for the month of May right now, we are up five pounds. Two weeks into May, we're up five pounds. We'll do what we got to do to get this five pounds off. That's not a problem. You know, we're all handed stuff in life where these situations where there are parties, occasions, whatever they are. And now this weekend, uh, this past weekend, we had Mother's Day and coming up real soon, I have a wedding anniversary. And so it's uh, definitely the perfect storm right now. When it comes to my journey, we have, we had family visiting, we had a communion, we had Mother's Day, and now wedding anniversary. It's a four-headed monster that I am dealing with at the moment. And I am three heads in. (laughs) So we just passed Mother's Day yesterday, 
as I'm recording this. And we went out to eat. You know, we had dinner out. Same restaurant as the communion. <laughs> and I ordered a pasta dish that didn't come out as good that time as it did the first time I tried it, which I was a little disappointed about. But it could have been because the, the restaurant was so busy, it was packed, and uh, they were a little bit over overwhelmed back there. But it is what it is. What can you do? You just move forward and deal with what comes. But now right around the corner is my wedding anniversary. Not sure what we're going to do for that. I'm assuming we'll go out to dinner. I don't know. We'll see. And whatever comes of that will come of that. But for the rest, these are these are one meal things. It's not as if it's a whole week's worth of stuff, right? So I have to take it as such. It's a one meal issue, really. I can't make it into more than just one meal. When family came into town, I made choices like having dessert that I would never do Monday through Friday. Never have dessert Monday through Friday. I made choices like having chips at lunchtime where Monday through Friday I would never make that choice. So we have to deal with what we choose. At the time, it doesn't seem like such a big deal. But when it comes time to step on the scale and face the music, you have to remember what you did. You can't look at look backwards with blinders on and pretend you didn't do it. So having chips at lunch, having dessert during the week... Monday through Friday, when family came, that was abnormal behavior. Don't do it. So, obviously, family is now gone because the communion is over, and we go back to life as normal. That should correct itself. So then we had Mother's Day. Go out to dinner for that. And purposely, we did not go to, go to dinner on Saturday night to make up for that. Because we didn't want to have two nights in a row where we went out to dinner. Typically, we go out to dinner on a Saturday night. So we made the choice, decided we're not going out to dinner on Saturday night. We're going to go out to dinner for Mother's Day, and that's it. And we cooked on the grill Saturday night. And that's all there is to that. So hopefully I minimized any issue from this past weekend. And now with anniversary coming up, wherever we choose to eat, it's just another tick on the, you know, another thing on the list of things you have to deal with when you're living life on a weight loss journey. And that's kind of like what I want to talk about today. We have a roller coaster of ups and downs when it comes to weight loss. And, you know, when we get to the beginning, we start, we have all this deterrent, you know, mental motivation, and we're going to do it all right and to the T. And we do it. For the most part, we do it. 
We do it to the best of our ability. And we keep going. And people say to us, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Just keep going. So you do what needs to be done. And you keep going. And what happens? Then you start to find real success. And I remember when I first started. So I started January 2019. And then fast forward seven seven months. We're in August. And I hit the 50-pound mark. I got the charm for 50, losing 50 pounds. And I hadn't I hadn't moved an ounce. I, I had did never never one exercise did I do to lose that first 50. But in the same token, it still was successful. To go seven months and lose 50 pounds, I'm sure there are many people that will do that. And all I did was change what was going in my mouth and control the amount of that thing and get it going. Start making good choices in my life. As I gained more and more success, so I hit the 50-pound mark, introduced exercise, and started truly finding success in this journey. It's a roller coaster of emotions when you're ha- when you're in the midst of success the the feelings you get like oh you can't do anything wrong you can't do anything wrong and it's almost as if you become overly confident in what you're doing and in you find eventually you find comfort in success but we all do this this happens to every single one of us it's not just me that found, find, found comfort and success. Every single one of us finds comfort and success that becomes truly successful. Some of them, some of us find comfort and sex way too, success way too early. Um, you, you drop 20 pounds, and, and I've done this too. I'm also guilty of this. However many times I've joined Weight Watchers and rejoined Weight Watchers, I swear to God, the 20-pound mark was the mark of the uh, curse. I would lose 20 pounds. People would start telling me how great I look, and immediately I would start to celebrate and relax and immediately start making bad choices. It was not even, I mean, it wasn't even a thought. It was, it just happened. I don't get it. I don't get it. It was like I couldn't even control it. I didn't even think about it. Someone told me I look good, boom, snap. It was like a mental snap. I would go, start to go off the rails and not even notice it really. Because it starts off with like, oh, yes, I am doing good and I am successful. Let's go out to eat tonight. And you say, okay, you know, you've been doing good so far and you're going to have a little treat tonight. And you choose a cheeseburger rather than a grilled chicken sandwich like you have been doing or a grilled chicken salad or whatever it is. There's a restaurant near my house here called Big Bear. And they have this thing called the Citrus chicken something citrus so the marinade that's going on the grilled chicken is made with citrus fruit so there's lime there's orange there's lemon um i want to say there's a i want to say there's grapefruit too i'm not sure i'm not sure to be honest with you but all citrus fruits in the marinade that's on the chicken 
And the, the chicken comes with a pretty good, depending on what size you choose. It's I got white rice when I would get, go get it. And the white rice looked like it was about a cup and a half in the plate. So I would overly estimate and say put two cups on the, in my tracker. And there was, you know, there was also the option to get steamed vegetables and whatever else. But anyway, I would order this almost every time we go because that, to me, that was the safe choice. I knew how many points white rice was. And I knew how many points the chicken was. But then as success came into it, now all I'm saying is saying, oh, I deserve a treat. Now it's a, you know, cheeseburger. Or it's a Philly cheesesteak. Whatever it is. A foot-long hot dog. None of these things could be considered good choices in reality. But I told myself, well, I found success. Sure, why not? But the behavior slowly and incrementally switches from determined, calculated behavior to very relaxed and like I'm on a cruise control mentality, all because success is introduced. Now we're going to take a break. We come back, we're going to talk about how to recognize where you are. If you are in this situation where you found a little success and now all of a sudden... The scale isn't moving anymore, and you're, you're having trouble pinpointing where you are. So don't go, go anywhere. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, Search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello, or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. Thanks for sticking with me. So we've been we've been talking about the roller coaster of behavior when it comes to a weight loss journey. We talked about the finding success and what happens mentally when you find it. I mean, these are the things that happen to me mentally almost on a regular basis. So I want to try to talk about now, how do we recognize where we are and make the correction if one is needed? 
and you know, there's one word, if there's one word I hate in the weight loss journey vocabulary, it's the word plateau. I feel like it's way overused. And there are legitimate plateaus. I'm not saying they don't exist. But I'm saying that people like to use this word when the scale isn't moving and they haven't even analyzed their situation. It's one thing, if you're doing everything right and the scale's not moving and you could honestly look in the mirror and say you're doing everything right, I'm talking about 97% accuracy here. 97% accuracy. If you can honestly tell yourself in the mirror that you're doing everything, tracking, weighing and measuring, moving, all with 97% accuracy, then you could legitimately say, I'm on a plateau. But that's not the majority of the population. The majority of the population just wants to make you think you're working hard, even though, truthfully, they may not be. So, what is the opposite of that? What is the plateau versus stagnation? So you've done a bunch of stuff and you had some success and now this the scale is not moving and the word stagnation has a negative connotation in this point. But if it's the truth, it's the truth. And how do we know we're stagnated versus on a plateau? How do we know? But you, you have to look at your entirety of your journey as a whole with truth goggles. Okay? And that's the only way you're ever going to succeed is if you can stare at your entirety of your journey and stare and see it for what it is. Don't candy coat anything. See it for what it is. That's the only way you're going to know for sure because you can lie to other people. You can tell people you're on a plateau all you want. But if you tell somebody you're on a plateau and you go out to eat that night and you've got a bacon cheeseburger, fries, uh, mozzarella sticks to start, and a, and, a, and a Coke, if you're doing all those things and you're telling everybody you're on a plateau, it's very easy to take, take that apart. And you know, I, don't even have to, I don't have to tell you that. You, um, person, people are defined by their actions. So if you're saying to someone, I'm on a plateau, and yet you, these are your actions when you go out to eat, maybe it's time to start thinking about what, what is the truth. Are you really on a plateau, or did you find some success, get really relaxed, and now you don't know how to get back? You're stagnated in place, and you just don't understand how to get back. The only way to get back is to start by 
recognizing what the truth of your situation really is. You got to look in that mirror and you got to say, this is, you're not doing these five things right now. You're not doing these three things right now. If you want to write a list, write a list. What are all the things you're not doing right now? And you hit on whatever, one, two of them, whatever you want to do. Start with make the big, what would make the biggest impact? If you know you're not tracking, that might make the biggest impact. If you know you're not weighing and measuring, that might be the one thing that makes the biggest impact. Whatever it is, decide what it is. Don't tell me that, oh, it was, you know, this this thing or whatever, and I just, I got to stop doing that one thing. Because it's not just one thing. It's a bunch of behaviors that are snowballing into stagnation or going in the wrong direction, going back to the, the beginning, you know? Because every decision we make, I've said this a million times, every decision we make on a second-by-second basis is either going toward our goal or away from our goal. Every single decision we make. It's either going toward life or toward death. I get really real with you here. Forget about goals. It's going toward life or toward death. Because the left date on your gravestone, that's the date you're born. The date on the right, that's the date you die. You can't control either of those things. But you can control the dash that's in between those two dates. And what you do in that dash is either going to make the date on the right happen further down the road or sooner. It's your choice. No one is doing it for you. It is your choice. You have to recognize what you're doing wrong. You have to see it for what it is. Don't candy coat it. Don't beat yourself up either. It's not, there's no sense in having guilt about it now. Make a list. What do I need to improve on? I have five things I need to improve on. We're going to take these three. We're going to work on these three for the next four weeks. And if I successfully create, uh, fix this problem, these three problems, or if I'm turning them around, I could introduce the other two. Or I'll wait a little bit longer and then introduce the other two. Either way, it starts with you make a decision to see what is the truth. Once you find what the truth is, remember from the beginning. Go back to the beginning. What did you used to do when you started? Compare it to what you're doing now. If you think you're doing everything as accurately, as passionately, as successfully as you were on day one as you are today, then where's your real problem? But I would guess that you're not as passionate anymore. You're not as disciplined anymore. You've gotten relaxed and it's time to make the correction. Do what needs to be done. 
see the journey for what it is as a whole compared to current day to first day and make the make the change go back to what worked in the beginning get back to basics do what you used to do with the passion that you used to do it with make those changes and you will find the success you used to find and the plateau you say you're on or the stagnation you're actually in may just disappear. So I decided to do some digging. And, you know, I I spent the majority of this episode preaching what that we need to speak the truth and we need to be accountable to ourselves. And so I'm going to take the time and be accountable to myself. And I spent the majority of the episode talking about comparing food choices or how you measured and weighed food when you were in the start of the journey versus current day and how success um, obscures that function. So having true success makes you a little more relaxed. But I wanted to take it a step further. I wanted to show this, this doesn't just have to apply to food. And... In my Fitbit here, now I couldn't go as back, as far back as I wanted because when I first started exercising, we're talking about August 2019, I didn't know how to use the Fitbit then. So I was, I was depending on the auto-detect feature, right? So I had to go for the most recent dates that I was, when I, from when I learned how to read, pace, how to actually start the walk from the Fitbit so that it would measure GPS location so you could get speed and distance that you walk during your travel, uh, during your exercise. So I picked six random dates here, okay? And then I basically went back a year exactly from that day. And I'm comparing the numbers from the dates, okay? So now... In February, we went, in 2020, we went 3.4 miles. And we did that at a speed of 22 minutes per mile. 22.03 minutes per mile. Now, exactly one year later, we did 3.5 with a 20-minute mile, 20.35-minute mile. So that was an improvement. So then I picked a March date. I got, in 2020, we did 3.8 miles with an 18-minute, 18.22 minutes per mile on that day. That was a good, that was a good walk. And that same day, a year later, I only walked 2.8 miles and a 24-minute mile. So that's a huge tank. Huge. And I picked another date in March uh, 2020. We did 2.8 miles with 22 minutes and 41 seconds per mile. 
exactly one year later, 4.7 miles, 23 minutes and 56 seconds per mile. So a huge leap. So two, two miles more in the walk, but the speed a little bit slower. So I guess it's, it evens out if you ask me that way. And we got here another day. We did 3.6 miles at 19 minutes per mile. That's excellent. I, I want so badly to be under 20 minute mile. And I compared the exact same date in 2020, uh, 2021. And we got 3.3 miles. I'm sorry, 3.7 miles and 22.22 minute and 11 second mile. So we're, it's like a three minute difference, four minute difference. I'm sorry. And that was a huge decrease. We got another day here, 3.4 in 2020, 3.4 miles, 17 minutes, 49 seconds a mile. That same date in 2021, 3.3 miles, 23, point, uh, 23 minutes, 20, 20 second mile. And I did, then I did the most recent day, which is today, uh, May 11th, as I'm recording this. May 11th in 2020, I did 3.7 miles, a 20-minute, 48-second mile. Now today, I did 4.5 miles and a 21-minute, 44-second mile. So there are some huge differences here in speed. A year later, huge differences. I lost time here on the majority of these. I lost time on every, actually there's only one that I improved on, which would have been the first date would have been February. All the other ones were slower. So a year later, I'm walking slower. This proves to me, not only did I get relaxed in food choices, weighing and measuring, whatever it is because of my success, I also got relaxed in how I approach my walks. Now I want to, Definitely improve on this for the rest of the year. I want to get under, I want to get back under 20 minutes. I need to get back under 20 minutes. It's just not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough to be slower now at this rate. I weigh less. I should be walking much faster. I should not be walking slower. Because you have to work harder in order to keep the weight loss going. When I was heavier, it was easier to lose weight because there was more to lose. So if anything, walking slower with a heavier amount of weight would, would be okay. But now I, I was walking faster then than I am now. And this goes to show you, success clouds the judgment. And it's not just food choices. It's exercise too. You got to look at the whole journey. For what it is. That's why having stuff like Fitbits, body composition scales, the tracker alone from Weight Watchers, the amount of data you can pull from all of these things, you're really hindering yourself 
in why, you know, when you're coming to that question, when you want to pull your hair out and you want to say, why isn't, isn't it working out for me? What do I need to do? There's so much information to be had here to really be accountable to yourself. Forget about everybody else. Forget about the 21 countries that listen to me every week. Forget about my friends and family. Forget about everybody. To be accountable to myself, this is ridiculous and unacceptable. I picked six dates, and there's only one date where I improved the time a year later. All the other dates, I'm slower. Unacceptable. So I, I was saying yes, last year, in twenty at the end of 2020, I said to myself, well, I only lost 36 pounds this year, where the year before it was way more than that. And granted, yes, it, when you're bigger, it's easier to lose weight. So naturally, as the years go by, you have less to lose. If you're not working harder, you're not going to lose as much weight each year. And in the same token, you don't have as much weight to lose also. But when I look at that information and I compare one year to the next because of the data I carry, the reasoning for why is in my face. I got slower with every walk this year. Do I expect to lose 50 pounds by the end of this year if I don't make a correction here? On December 31st, when I'm looking back at the entire year, which is very, very close. I mean, in the, think about that. We, it feels like we just celebrated the new year, and here we are in May. Okay? I feel like I just took my Christmas decorations down. And here we are in May already. Do I think, when I look now, what I've lost so far this year, I, I, I actually don't have that number in, my, in front of me, but whatever that number is, and I look at how much time left in the year, can I still honestly say that I'll lose the 50 pounds that I set as a goal on January 1st this year? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I can't spend time, waste time, contemplating what I should have done from January to May. All I could do is make the correction going forward. And the first correction I need to make is stop being slower week after week or day after day, whatever it is, when comparing it to last year. I cannot do that. I cannot keep doing that. Meanwhile, I'm uh, 50, 60 pounds lighter than I was on the same day. No excuse. to. I was at a 17-minute mile. 17-minute mile. That's March 16th of 2020. I had 3.4 miles total, 17.49 seconds per mile. And then exactly one year later, 2021, 3.3 miles, 23 minutes and 20 seconds. That is ridiculous. Corrections need to be made and they need to be made now. This is how you go back. This is how you get back to basics. See what you used to do and make the correction. Go back to what you used to do. You know, it's not rocket science. None of this is difficult to understand. 
And I, I just got one thing left to say. If in this day and age, with information about anything available at your fingertips, if you're choosing not to have valuable information that would help you make decisions in your health quest it's it's almost like you're willfully ignorant maybe you don't understand how to use this stuff it does not mean you can't learn there's nothing to be afraid of here anybody can figure this stuff out I'm sure there's a number of people in your life that could help you to learn how to use this information. It's such valuable stuff. You can't just turn it away. You can't just say, oh, I don't, I don't know how to use that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go spend money on that. But I just showed you, I just demonstrated a year apart the exact same information and how it changed one year later. This is how you look at the truth. This is how you see the world for what it is. In your journey, there's going to be times where you think you're doing something, but data will show you otherwise. You're not. You think you're busting your ass and doing a good job, and the data will show you, sorry, not today. And it's just so important. It's so important that you're willing to do what it takes and learn what needs to be learned to get what you want from this lifestyle. I mean, this is about you. It's about me. It's about what it takes to live a healthy lifestyle. Why would you say no to something like that? Now, if you're sitting at home and you know you're not doing something, Get your ass moving. Do whatever it is you're not doing. Get serious. Do what it takes. Get back to basics. If you had some success and you know you're sitting around comfortable right now, make the correction. Do what needs to be done. Don't nitpick. Look at the whole story. Make the correction. Do what is required and get back on track. It's just that simple. There are no gray areas. It's black and white. Make your correction. Do what's required and get back on track. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.